Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Paddock Chat, a West Midlands Group original podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. My name is Simon Kruger and I'm the Graduate Communications Officer at the West Midlands Group. In this episode, WMG Executive Officer Nathan Craig talks with Adam Infuso, the former WMG Graduate Project Officer, about using our soils to two metres with long season wheat varieties. Adam was part of the WMG graduate program from September 2021 to March 2022, and his work on this site has been a major focus of his master's degree at the University of Western Australia. This podcast is a special companion piece to Adam's presentation during the WMG Seasonal Updates Festival 2022, so be sure to check out the live stream sessions on the WMG Facebook and Twitter accounts. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and may not be wholly appropriate for your purposes or situation. We recommend that you seek appropriate professional advice before implementing actions based on the information provided in this podcast. In this episode, we'll be hearing from our West Midlands Group Graduate Project Officer for 2021, Adam Anfuso. Adam has been working on our long season wheat trial for the past year and has found some really exceptional results, which is what we're going to discuss today. The whole idea of this trial was grounded firmly in uh, talking with our members during the 2020 season. We had noticed in some of our trials where we had long season wheat that the roots seemed to be going down far further than what we had anticipated they would, well over a metre and a half deep. In talking with some of our members, and a tip of the hat to Pete Negus. We were talking one day in his paddock around how the soil is so deep. You know, it's around three and a half metres deep down there and that we need to be using all of that soil. And so from that and what we saw with a long season wheat, uh, a trial was born. And this was something that uh, the West Midlands Group initiated and then later we gain the support of the Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment in being able to get this track, get this project in the ground. And also we had generous support from Intergrain and AGT who helped supply seed for these trials. In all, we had two trials in the ground in the West Midlands region, one at our Springfield Day site at Badgingara and the other at uh, Pete Negus's place at Regan's Ford. And a third trial site down at Corrigan with the Corrigan Farm Improvement Group, just to gain a little bit of data from another region to really see similar to other regions or whether it's something that's really unique to our region. And so I'd like Adam to now just give us a little bit of a background on the soils of our region and why we are now looking at using long season wheat varieties to effectively try and go down the whole three and a half metres of our soil depth. So a bit of theory is that now that we are able to ameliorate the subsoil constraints that we're, that are common on sandy soils like compaction, soil acidity, water repellents, there's no real reason why roots can't penetrate deep into the soil. These soil profiles are very consistent throughout. So yeah, so what it begs the question, why can't roots go, go deep? Previous research was done in the eastern states, but it hasn't been done here. And that research showed that these long season varieties sown early into stored soil moisture do generate greater nutrient and water uptake and they do lead to greater greater yields. So that's where the theory came from. And 
So Adam, can you give us a little bit more information about how, what are some of the challenges of the soils in the West Midlands region, these really sandy, deep soils? So some characteristics of the soil and climate, the top metre can only usually hold 50 to 90 mils of moisture. So if we get a 50 mil rainfall event or if we get over 100 mil rainfall event, it's not able to hold and just leaches down. They're prone to hanging off and there are large rainfall events which do result in leaching, as I just said. The Batchagara annual rainfall is 537 mils and Regan's Ford is around 592 mils. Wheat sowing days are usually done in mid-May. This is usually done to mitigate heat stress and the chance of losing crop if rainfall isn't consistent in those early months. And that's, yeah, that's why we don't really get many farmers going out there and sowing in April because yeah, that rainfall isn't consistent. Stored soil moisture isn't usually there, but since we have been able to ameliorate our constraints, stored soil moisture should be improved and it opens up the door to extending our growing season. So Adam, can you tell us a little bit about the purpose of the trial and what you actually done over the course of the 2021 season? So the purpose of the trial was to identify whether there are yield advantages of long season wheats in this region. We had to try and find out what the influence of deeper rooting systems have. Does it lead to greater nutrient uptake? Does it lead to greater water uptake? So the trial layout, there were two sites at Regan's Ford and Bajangara. We used nine different varieties from short to long. At Bajangara, we only used seven varieties and Regan's Ford, we used eight. So different main they're basically the same, but there's just odd ones every now and then between the sites. There was four different sowing times. So we wanted to show the differences in rooting depths from earlier sowing to late sowing dates. So that's why we used each variety throughout, whether they were short or long throughout the sowing dates, because obviously you're not going to be sowing Vixen or Scepter in early April or mid-April, which is what we did, and you're not going to be sowing long-season wheats in late, in early June and late May. We use Scepter as the farmer practice or the control treatment, just because it's the most commonly known wheat variety, and yeah, a lot of farmers use it here. So with this trial, I'm sure some of you already know, but yeah, I'm using this for my master's research. And yeah, I took over a thousand samples for this trial. So it's a lot of long hours, but it's worth it because the results were very interesting. Yeah, we took a lot of a lot of samples for today. We're only going to be focusing on soil water content, biomass production, nitrogen uptake, grain yield and water use efficiency. So Adam, can we first start with looking at soil moisture and kind of what you found, what differences were there under each of the short and long season wheat varieties there was a late rainfall event before the samples were taken so we had 30 35 mils the week before so the soil profile was quite full in that top 50 centimeters and yeah that's why we got a high reading for that so it did influence the results but we were looking at the influence of the rooting systems deep so 100 centimeters to 200 centimeters below and there's significant differences there so these samples were taken on the 28th of october at harvest time so the crops aren't going to be uh, utilizing any more soil moisture so long sword and illabo are utilizing the most amount of soil moisture and they have greater water uptake compared to the shorter season varieties for the regan's ford early may sowing the 4th of may these samples were taken at different times so the earlier maturing varieties were taken on the 28th of october long season varieties were not matured illabo and long sword so they were taken on the 25th of november that is why there are differences between each or the long season and the short season varieties and the top 50 centimetres because, again, we had that late rainfall event before the samples were taking place in October 
whereas it had a month to dry up and the long season varieties utilised that late moisture was in the top 50 centimetres to help finish the crop off. Again, after 100 centimetres, you can see significant differences. Again, this shows that the long season varieties utilise more soil moisture than the shorter season varieties at depth, whereas with the short season varieties after 100 centimetres, the rooting presence wasn't as great as the long season varieties and they didn't utilise that, that deep soil moisture. They are utilising more soil moisture than the shorter season varieties and again this does indicate that rooting presence was larger there and they were able to uptake more moisture and more nutrients. So how did the early sowing particularly impact the amount of biomass or the dry matter that each crop produced? So for biomass production we looked at it at all four sites for Bajangara, you can clearly see the Illabo and Longsword. They're up at 15,000 kilos a hectare compared to the shorter season varieties, barely getting to 10,000. So yeah, it just shows that this was probably the optimal time for sowing dates for the long season varieties. It gives that indication. And yeah, that short season varieties, they don't perform well in those early sowing dates. But that can be expected, like I said in the beginning. We're just trying to have a more complete trial and see the differences in rooting depths for the shorter season varieties and the long season varieties for four different sowing dates. So in Regan's Ford, this trend from the short season to long season starts to decline a little bit with the short season varieties starting to produce up to 10,000 kilos a hectare. And yeah, there's not that much significance, but again, the long season varieties are still performing a lot better in terms of biomass than the shorter season varieties. In the second time of sowing for Bajangara, this starts to decline with the long season varieties producing less biomass than the shorter season varieties or the spring, the late spring varieties. And in fourth time of sowing, we can clearly see that the sowing date had no impact at all, but the long season varieties weren't able to produce as much as the other varieties. Biomass production rapidly declines with the different sowing dates for long season varieties, whereas the spring varieties start to increase in that early May or that May period. But yeah, that late June period didn't have much success with biomass production being at 10,000 kilos a hectare. So if we... So if we put together the amount of nitrogen in the biomass, in the total biomass, we get an indication of how much nitrogen's been taken up in the soil and whether the each of the crops is able to uh, extract more nutrients out of a, a greater volume of moisture if it's going down to two metres. And so this is the next thing that Adam had a look at. So next we have total nitrogen uptake. The first time of sowing at Bajangara and the second time of sowing at Bajangara just because of the of the cost involved and the time it took to take this do these samples, um, we only focused on one trial site. So we only yeah we only focused on the Bajangara trial site, and you can see clear differences there with total nitrogen uptake for the long season varieties with Longsword and Illabo having greater nitrogen uptake in the first time of sowing, and then in the second uptake second time of sowing it starts to decrease significantly, particularly with Illabo. Again, if we look at the clear differences there, the scepter, whereas the longer, the longest varieties and the, the late spring varieties started to add greater nitrogen uptake. But these differences start to sort of become more equal in the second time of sowing, and there's not many differences there. So given that the long season varieties were able to extract more moisture out of the soil, pick up more nitrogen potentially out of the soil and grow more biomass, did that actually equate into an increase in grain yield? Adam expands on this now. First up, we have Bajagara. You can see there the scepter not performing well at all. 
which can be expected because you're not you're not going to be sowing septa on the 16th of April. But the late spring varieties and the long season varieties perform really really well, producing over five ton a hectare, nearly six ton a hectare. So that was for the first time of sowing at Bajingara. The second time of sowing was actually the Regan's forward site. So what did we find there? This was probably the best performing time of sowing date. We've yeah, both like fixing and those early spring varieties performing quite well over five ton a hectare. But the longsword produced over seven ton or seven point eight nine ton a hectare, which is significantly more than the other shorter season varieties and the late spring ones. Again, also Ilobo performed really well, just produced just short of seven ton a hectare there. So it's the third time of sowing, the differences start to cancel each other out there with the long season varieties producing less than with the earlier sowing dates and yeah this is where the late spring start to push over and with the scepter starting to increase in their grain yield and then we just see Regan's forward to 3rd of June not much differences there not expected to see much differences there um, with that later sowing date but Denison actually performing quite well. Adam can you tell us a bit about the differences between each of the varieties for water use efficiency? This basically just shows the crop's ability to convert rainfall to grain. We can clearly see that uh, out of the four sowing dates, that early, the early May sowing was the ideal sowing date, as it shows, that, shows the best water use efficiency for each variety. If we're focusing on the long season wheats in the bow and long sword, you can see that both have the best water use, use efficiency for those earlier sowing dates. And long sword clearly stands out there with the fourth of May sowing date. And so, Adam, can you pull this all together now for our listeners and tell us a bit about some of the trends that you saw across all of the data and some of the limitations that you see with what we've done so far? Again, this is an above average year. You're not going to be expected to get over 700 mils of rainfall, but the longer season varieties have greater biomass, nutrient uptake and water use. What else did we find? The optimum time of sowing appears to be early May for this growing season. Long season varieties use a greater volume of the soil. You can see that through the water uptake and the nutrient uptake. And later seeding reduced any benefits of crop variety selection. We could see that with the biomass production and the grain yield as it was just basically a flat line. Adam, you've had a good look into long season wheats this year through your master's project. Do you see where uh, long season wheat varieties can fit in the West Midlands region? We have increased grain yield. There may be dual purpose cropping, grain and graze. This wasn't done in this study, but it's an opportunity. And one of the main things we wanted to look at was the potential to deposit organic matter into the subsoil from its roots. So what, is, what does this mean? It means that there may be options to have long-term, longer-term soil fertility and even reduce nitrogen leaching. Do you see any downsides to growing long-season wheat in the West Midlands region? You need stored moisture or an early break to sow early, increased risk of paying off in heat stress, there is an increased nitrogen, or is there an increased nitrogen requirement? It would suggest so, but we haven't looked into that. And longsword, it is the best variety, but it's a feed grade. So if you're getting $40 less a ton, are you able to generate more income from selling it as a feed, feed grade, producing two ton a hectare more, or is it not a feasible option or a profitable option compared to using scepter? If we're drying up the soil at depth, is that going to greatly affect the moisture levels for next year, for the next crop? Will they be able to go deep? If not, there's no moisture there for them to uptake, so we need to look into that. How early is too early for our region? Even looking at earlier April and even late March. Yeah, hope you found 
these results as, inter- as interesting as I did. So there were some really good results for the 2021 season through using long season wheat varieties in what was a high rainfall and a longer growing season. We saw some differences between time of sowing in that the second time of sowing appeared to be optimum at the early May. But as we know, this can be impacted by seasonal conditions and the amount of rainfall we get both in autumn and in spring to finish the crop off. The West Midlands Group will be continuing this work in the 2022 season to see if we can replicate again what we saw in the 21 2021 season under different uh, seasonal conditions. You can find more information on Adam's project in the latest edition of the WMG Quarterly, uh, which has been available to all members. And you will also be able to follow his presentation as part of the Seasonal Updates Festival delivered by the West Midlands Group during March of 2022. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next edition of Paddock Chat. That brings us to the end of this Paddock Chat episode. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation and we would like to extend our thanks and appreciation to Adam for not only being so generous with his time and knowledge, but also for his exceptional work and attitude during his time at WMG. I do hope you've enjoyed this special WMG Seasonal Updates Festival companion episode as much as I've enjoyed recording it. The best way to receive our updates and stay in the loop with the latest in local research and results is by becoming a West Midlands Group member. Our members are an essential part of why we do what we do at WMG, and we pride ourselves on ensuring they receive relevant, timely and innovative information wherever they are and whatever they're doing. Becoming a WMG member ensures you'll save hours of your valuable time with easy access to the most relevant and up-to-date information you need whenever you really need it. Our membership gets you early access to our workshops, free or discounted entry for up to three farm business members to our major events and exclusive access to our member-only publications, like our monthly e-newsletters and quarterly technical publications. For more info, visit our website where you can sign up anytime. I'd like to thank our sponsors and members, without whom this would not be possible. See you next time for more Paddock Chat. Local knowledge from a paddock near you.